All right, uh, welcome in Grace Point, a Thursday evening Bible study. And anyone else that's out there, welcome you to our study. We've been going through the book of 1 Corinthians. We finished up at the end of 1 Corinthians. We were talking about, and we've been talking about love, and love is God's way. And we talked about agape love. And then we finished, we talked about the gifts, whether the gifts have vanished away, and whether, whether they haven't. And anyone that really does an honest study of the Scripture, you can see plainly that the gifts of the Spirit are still active the Holy Spirit is still active in the church, and, uh, and I, I think we demonstrated that. Now we're going to move on, and we're going to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And Paul talks about, in this chapter, church etiquette. Let me pray, then we'll get into it. Father, I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for the truth of the Word of God. Open our hearts and minds to your Word. Fill us with light as I'm preaching and teaching, and as whoever's listening, as they're receiving, Lord. Let things be clear and succinct, Lord, and open our minds to it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul, in chapter 14, he continues. Remember, Corinthians is a corrective letter that Paul was sending to the church. He's setting things in order, and he's been doing it all the way through. So chapter 14 is nothing new. He continues with this theme. He's kind of crescendoed in chapter 13, saying that everything we do should be done in love. It's kind of a bridge chapter. He's saying, hey, you know, everything we do should be in love. This is what love is. And he comes out the gate in chapter 14, verse 1. He says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy. Okay, so so I just want to emphasize, he's talked about love, and he's even talked about love throughout the entire book, really, about preferring others ahead of ourselves, um, uh, certain uh, aspects of not suing your brother. Uh, He's talked about forgiveness, Satan's devices, and all these things. And and, and now he's going to move back into the gifts, but he says, make love your goal. One translation says, make love your goal. Uh, One translation of the book, uh, of the uh, translation NIV says, make love your aim. Another translation says, follow after love. So Paul is letting them know love is their goal, but they're going to continue to operate in the spiritual gifts. So if you're going to operate in the spiritual gifts, operate in them in love. There's another thing I want to point out. Before I go on, when Paul was talking about prophesying and praying in tongues in this context, he's talking about it in the church. If you don't understand that, when you're reading chapter 14, you'll misunderstand. Some people think it's just talking about some general teaching on prophecy and tongues, and he's not. He's talking about in the church. In fact, if you read, I'm going to make sure I get this verse right. Yeah, if we're going to read it and study it, but down in verse 19, he says, yet in the church. So make that clear distinction. And when you, whenever you hear someone teaching out of 1 Corinthians 14, and they're applying it just to everyday life and all these things, just know that they're, they're really not teaching it right. Paul is laying down how we behave in the church. The pillar and ground of the church, Paul sa- uh, the, the truth, Paul says, is the church. So know that this is church etiquette, or this is how we're to operate. So I'll read with that in mind. 
Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. For the person who speaks in a tongue is not speaking to people or men, but to God. Since no one understands him, he speaks mysteries in the Spirit. Now, let's stop there. I want to hit something here. We're going to go on and talk about prophecy in tongues. But notice, Paul says the person that's speaking in tongues is speaking to God. Now, obviously, when Paul talks about the speaking in tongues like this, if we're just speaking to God, he's not talking about someone giving a word in the church, right? Like I maintain in chapter 12, when he talks about the gift of tongues, he's talking about people that have a gift of tongues for the church. When we're speaking mysteries to God ourselves, we're not giving a word to the church. We're spe- he says, no one understands him, because he's praying mysteries in the Spirit. That's why when we say praying in the Spirit, oftentimes, if not always, we mean praying in tongues. So Paul is saying that you can pray to yourself and to God in the Spirit. And then he says, on the other hand, the person who prophesies speaks to uh, people or to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and consolation. So, Obviously, he's saying if you're, if you're praying in the Spirit, you're speaking to God. But if you're prophesying out, you're prophesying to men. And he even gives you the purpose of prophecy um, in New Testament prophecy. We prophesy to strengthen, to encourage, and to give consolation. Isn't that good? The ministry of prophecy in the New Testament is different than, than some of the ways they prophesied in the Old Testament. Now, there is the office of a prophet, and that prophet can have a word for somebody, and sometimes prophecy can be toward somebody. You can have prophecy regarding the nation. You even see that in Agabus, in the book of Acts, he had a prophecy that had to do with the whole nation. But Agabus was a prophet, right? And so he had a prophecy about a, a famine that was coming, in the nation. And one time, Agabus also had a prophecy about Paul. He said, the man that wears this girdle is going to go bound to Jerusalem. That was a personal prophecy, okay? But in general, the gift of prophecy in the church in general is for strengthening, encouragement, and consolation, okay? That's the primary function of that gift. So says, the person who speaks in a tongue builds himself up But the person who prophesies builds up the church. So he's going back to this. The person that's praying in the tongue, he's building himself up. Where else do you see this language of the person building themselves up, praying in the Spirit? Where else can you see that? What other scripture? If you said the book of Jude, you're right. Uh, Jude, uh, verse 20 in the book of Jude, Jude says, But you, dear friends... As you build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And I maintain he's talking about praying in tongues. That's what praying in the Spirit is. Some, uh, some believe you can pray in the Spirit in English too. I would not argue that at all. You know, it's fine. You can pray if you're in the Spirit and you're praying in English, that's fine. But in general, when you say praying in the Spirit, I believe they mean praying in tongues. So Jude verse 20 Build yourself up praying in the Spirit. Well, the Bible interprets itself, doesn't it? 
because in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, Paul says, the person who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the person that prophesies builds up the church. So, so what Paul was doing here is he's, he, he wants the church to be built up. He wants the church to be edified, and he's trying to lay down behavior in the church. If you want to build yourself up, pray to yourself in God. If you want to build the church up, he's saying prophesy unless, and we'll get to that. Look at Paul's heart. I wish all of you spoke in tongues. Isn't that interesting? I wish all of you, and uh, I think the, the New King James says, I would, yeah, that you all, or the King James says, I would that you all spoke in tongues. That's Paul's heart. But even more that you prophesied. The person who prophesies is greater than the person who speaks in tongues. Unless. Here's what I want to get at. Unless he interprets so that the church may be built up. So now, my brothers and sisters, if I come to you and I speak in a tongue, how would it benefit you unless I speak to you with a revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? So can you see this is Paul's point? He's talking about building up the church. So he says, if you're going to pray in tongues out loud, I personally don't have any problem. And in fact, I like it. If people come in, they're praying in tongues and they're seated quietly to the Lord, that's fine. But if you're going to raise your voice up and you're going to give out a tongue, he says, that's okay if there's an interpretation. Because if there's no interpretation, the church cannot be built up. So if there's no interpretation, just be quiet, pray to yourself and God build yourself up, then rather prophesy because he says you need knowledge or you need revelation or you need consolation or you need encouragement to build the church up. Don't be selfish and just minister to yourself. Build up the church. And that's the whole point. So if you are going to pray in tongues out loud in the church, there must be an interpretation. If not, be quiet. He's not forbidding to speak in tongues in your personal prayer life. In fact, he's encouraging it if you're going to build yourself up. He says, even a lifeless instrument that produces sound or a flute or a harp, if they don't make a distinction in the note, how will what is played on the flute or the harp be recognized? In fact, if the bugle makes an unclear sound, who will prepare for battle? In the same way, unless you... You use your tongue with intelligent speech. How will what is spoken be known? For it will be as if you spoke to the air. There are many different types of languages in the world. None is without meaning. Therefore, if you do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker will be a foreigner to me. So also, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, seek to excel here it is again. Get this point. It'll help you understand this chapter. Seek to excel in the building up of the church. Now, I'm going to lay right there, and I'm uh, not going to read any more scripture tonight. We've read verse 1 to 14. So I want to kind of sum this up again just to make it clear. 
entire letter, Paul is dictating or laying out, not dictating is a bad word, he's laying out church order and operation. And so Paul is uh, laying out now, if you're going to do anything in the church, which is very consistent with what he's been teaching, do it to build up the church. If someone is going to pray in tongues, out loud, raise up his voice out loud, he says, then you must have an interpreter. Okay, if you have an interpreter, then that tongue and interpretation equals a prophecy. So if you, prophecy's better it, than someone just spouting in a tongue with no interpretation. But he tells you it's good to pray in tongues, but if you don't have an interpreter, just pray to yourself and pray to God. Build yourself up because praying in tongues builds yourself up. So I want to leave you with this thought. Um, according to Jude verse 20 and 1 Corinthians 14, 4, praying in tongues, build yourself up. This is why we encourage a personal prayer language so when you're home and you're praying, you can be praying to God mysteries. You can be praying to God in tongues mysteries and you can be building up your spirit. That word building up means like you're erecting something, you're building something, you're edifying or you're building yourself up. Paul said, I wish you all prayed in tongues, yet in the church, okay? So I, I encourage you, if you don't have your prayer language, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in you and he will help you to pray out in, in the Spirit if you're open to it. I really believe that. And so if you do that, do that at home, yet in the church, don't speak out in a tongue unless there's an interpretation. We'll just cut off right there uh, today. It's a good, clean spot, and we'll come back next week and pick this up.